All right. Here we are. Episode 33 of the Today Well Lived podcast, a.k.a. the TWL podcast. I am your co-host, the one, the only, the superhero, the next Aquaman, <laughs> Wes motherfucking Martinez, along with Drew Garcia. <laughs> Just a regular guy. <laughs> of all the Avengers, you picked Aquaman. Wait, he's not an Avenger. It's called it's called just, improv. Just whatever comes to mind. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have definitely picked Superman. Uh, I was trying to watch uh, what's a League of Justice movie. It was on HBO and it was bad, man. I couldn't get through it. The Justice League. Yeah. The the, the one that came out recently, like yeah. one in the last year. Yeah, with Aquaman in it. I was like, oh god. Yeah, I'm always. Half of me, half of that movie, I spent saying like, "How are they going to use Aquaman?" Like, yeah, like, is there a lake nearby? <laughs> exactly. is, there a, is there a faucet? They have to open a faucet. Now you're in trouble. Yeah, water's it's, running. It's uh it was a bad movie. I, I, they just bank on the fact that like everyone's going to watch it. So, um, but anyway, this is not the Justice League podcast. This is the <laughs> TWL podcast. Yeah. Drew, kick us off. What is the TWL podcast? So welcome to the Today Well Live podcast, a podcast uh, centered and focused around two average Joes who are in the pursuit of better versions of themselves, of themselves, their selves. Um, we meet weekly to hold each other accountable. Uh, we're attempting to lose weight in 2018, and we've done a pretty good job so far, but there's been a lot of backsliding. Yeah. Uh, although Wes, I feel, has had a, a phenomenal couple of weeks, and I think I'm going to have to hide some donuts and Twinkies <laughs> around his apartment before I leave today. <laughs> that has happened already. I, uh, I've i had a great couple of weeks. Yes. Good. You're not lying. Um, so um, what this is really is, is a space, an opportunity to talk about our struggles, uh, our victories, and uh, to be a little vulnerable so that in... Hopefully, if you're listening to this, you can feel like you can be um, have a have a somebody to reach out to, something to listen to, and hopefully uh, start your journey or or maybe boost yourself back onto the journey you're already on. For sure, man. Yeah, it's been it's been cool. It's been and then we just uh, recently added like another uh, layer to this amazing podcast that has yet to be discovered. Joe Rogan, hit us up. <laughs> I am. I'm sure. Yeah, he listens. Uh, I bet. Imagine he did listen. Yeah, that'd be crazy. That one, like that one guy in uh, in Outlay that's just like, oh, yeah, he's listening quietly, but won't won't mention us on his any of his. Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine what one mention would do? It would do insane <laughs> things. I just I want to make it a point to uh, mention Joe Rogan at any point. In are you every gonna, episode. Are you apologizing point. for all the terrible things you said? No, still no. hate him. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't hate Joe Rogan. I just uh, hate, hate. I hate how <laughs> successful he is. And he worked for it. I think I'm just a hater. You know what I mean? I'm just a hater of Joe hate, Rogan. Hating's gonna hate. Haters gonna hate. <laughs> in a real playful, playful way, though. I actually do admire him a lot. He's fucking dope. But I mm -hmm. just love to hate him. Kind of like LeBron. I used to hate him so much. Until and now I'm like, oh, he's a like. I'm not a Lakers fan, but I'm like, good. Finally, we'll get a good team again. We'll have a good team again. <laughs> so before uh, we go any deeper, I want to take this time to introduce our guests this week. We've uh, so that sec that that layer that you you brought up right. is that we are introducing guests, right? So yeah. we may not have guests every week, but we're trying to fill the calendar and bring an additional voice. Uh, 
because it brings additional perspective. We already seen in our first two guests um, that it brought a different layer, right? It's their experiences are probably speaking to an entirely different set of, of audience members. And so um, we're able to pull that mic away from Wes a little bit. Yeah. So I know he likes to be in the spotlight there. <laughs> I'd love to see what percentage of time you speak versus me. I'd be willing to bet it's like 70% Drew, 30% Wes. <laughs> <laughs> why, are we, why are we talking about the negative things? <laughs> but anyways, I want, so our, our guest this week is a very good friend of mine. Uh, he and I went to college together uh, up at University of California mm. in Berkeley, California. Um, we, uh, have become really good friends, uh, over the past couple of years, time separates us sometimes. And we always come to, he's one of those friends that when we get back together, even after a long time period has passed, it, you pick up right where you go off. And so without further ado, I'm going to give him an opportunity to introduce himself is, uh, my good friend, Miguel. Hi everyone. This is Miguel Mexicano. I, um, uh, I'm a lawyer, uh, lawyer by profession. Sometimes I, I say liar because, <laughs> That's our reputation. Um, but I, I wanted to join the podcast because these guys have both inspired me, actually. I, I've been a, a listener every week, and I've also struggled with weight issues. Uh, I'm a father. I have, I have a, a two-year-old son and a wife and a career. And, you know, you know, for a long time, I struggled with weight when I was a, younger, when I was a kid. I remember middle school. I was one of those fat kids who... Um, who would go to school and, and would feel uncomfortable and like would be made fun of sometimes. So I, I have a history of that. So I can relate to Drew. I know Drew has struggled with the with the weight issue his whole life. And uh, I, actually, I can I can relate to both these guys because for a while there I was thin and I and I was pretty athletic and then I gained weight over time. And so you know when I hear these guys talk, I I hear myself and the struggles that I go through, especially you know uh, when when uh, Wes talks about how his career kind of, uh, you know, he's forced to, uh, to go to these meetings and he has to, you know, do his social thing and, and what that pressure does to you uh, to perform and, and also to drink beer in his, mm -hmm. in his situation. I have, I have a similar issue with, you know, networking and then the stress of the work. It, it leads to me wanting to have wine every night, which yeah. is something that my good friend Drew has made fun of me about, before. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so yeah, that that's a problem. I do have to, I do have to drink wine uh, to to relax sometimes, and so when you when you put it all together, I uh, I definitely gained weight. Um, uh, just so you guys know, so like in 2013, there was a time there when I weighed 155 pounds, and so since then I've gained 40 45 pounds. So oh. I, I've literally put on 45 pounds in, in, in the past few years, a lot of it due to stress, a lot of it due to family life. Um, and I've been struggling with this weight for like a year and a half, maybe two years, uh, where I've been trying to to get down from where I am. And, and instead, I just keep going up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, okay, yeah. it's something that, you know, that I'm struggling with, too. And I'm happy to be here, guys. And yeah. uh, just for reference for our audience, because, uh, you know, 45 pounds, when you said that, I was like, like how because you don't seem like a big guy so just for reference how tall are you oh right so um, i'm five seven i'm a little bit shorter than than um than drew okay so i'm shorter than yeah. the, the both of you guys so i think that's that's why it's a little bit um misleading to say 200 pounds and not think that it's a it's a huge issue but yeah yeah, yeah that makes that makes sense yeah because 155 is really thin 
But yeah. for your height, it's... I mean, he looked amazingly thin. I don't know what happened, brother. What happened? No, <laughs> <laughs> now, the funny I thing is... I think around the same time, me and you were hanging out. No, absolutely not. Actually... And, uh, I believe we got a little <laughs> a little wasted uh, with alcoholic beverages. You know, speaking about that, speaking of wine, right? The first time I, I've... I've I've now developed a taste for wine, but I tell you, it's not my first go-to drink. Right. And the first time I really got like hammered on wine was because this guy brought home. Oh wait, we went to Costco. We were we were roommates, <laughs> right? We were roommates for a while, and he uh, we went to Costco and we found I think they mislabeled like this tri-tip steak, like this huge thing, and we had we didn't really have a like a good uh, grill or anything. Yeah. But we had a fire pit. And we cooked this thing on an open flame um, inside a foil. And this guy was like, I have the perfect idea. There was a like a liquor store down and they had a pretty pretty good selection of wines. I yeah. mean, it was decent. He's like, I'll, I'll be right back. Goes down to the store, comes back with two bottles of wine. <laughs> Might have been three. I think it was three. Ever. And he paired this meat perfectly to this steak, this wow. this meat. I mean, so you're right now you're doing the LA con- the carnivore thing. Yeah. This was like right down your alley, man. It was I can't I, to this day I've still tried to recapture that that flavor. Wow. And and then when you added the wine, that's the first time I had ever had paired food. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> can't believe how good. I I couldn't believe how much I had been missing. Yeah. Right. Like this yeah. is I you know I was probably close. To, I was in my thirties for sure. I'm like 30 years have gone by and I'm just now discovering it'd be like if I discovered donuts at the age of 30 <laughs> like what what <laughs> what the hell I'd have been upset I'm super upset anyhow except this guy baited me he didn't tell me what was lying ahead because the next day I woke up and I couldn't believe the amount of pain <laughs> I was in over the headache the the hangover I had over wine it was incredible yeah it's uh the hangovers for wine are pretty bad i forget how much i like wine i'm not a wine connoisseur but i like the buzz that i get over wine and oh, it feels yeah. good up until the next day i'm like holy <laughs> shit feel like i got hit by a bus yeah while you're drinking it it's like this mellow just buzz where you're just so chill uh but it has a little chemical in there i think they're called tannins they're called tannins i think they're amamines mm. um i'm not 100% sure on that but what that does to your brain the next day is just yeah yeah you get a big headache wow so and if you and especially if you're not used to drinking red wine because we're right. talking about red wine right uh it messes you up even more so i was probably fine the next day he was <laughs> and he was waiting for me to wake up <laughs> <laughs> laughing like holding his like like yeah like hiding his grin yeah and i was like dude i feel terrible and he was like ah like he's just started dying and i'm like you son of a bitch like how dare you that's so funny um, man and we had a great time um we lived together in berkeley for what was it about, about a year and a half yeah i think it was about a year um, and a half and um you know, at the time, and you know, I've talked about this before. We had a little bit of a, we had a two-person tribe, right? Both of us at the time were 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 really uh, focused on trying to lose weight at the time, and I think we both had really good successes at that time. This guy used to be an animal, go to the gym every night, like without mm. falter. Yeah, he'd go to the gym, then watch Star Trek, and then <laughs> <laughs> and fall asleep. Right? I mean, it was an interesting time. Real quick, uh, th- just I, 
were you guys roommates when I went up there? Yeah. So, so that, I did meet you then, right? Yeah, we met. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that time that we went to Raleigh's and you destroyed the Germans <laughs> when when you when you you know the the Mexicans beat the Germans. Yeah. That was the first Mexico versus Germany <laughs> victory. Victory until and, the World Cup. Until we, the World we, Cup. This we sang into your glory, <laughs> into the glory of the tricolor. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I just uh, I couldn't remember that. It's been so. I mean, it's been what maybe ten years almost, or Damn, maybe I eight think eight years more. I think it's been at least eight years, I think. No. Or maybe. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So just to recap that story real quickly, Wes was working for Clamato at the time. Yeah. 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 And you were in town for whatever. And we we wanted to go out and have a couple drinks. And we ended up at this bar called Raleigh's, which actually doesn't exist anymore. It burned down. It might. They might have reopened it, but it burnt to the ground. Wow. It was one of it was one of my favorite haunts on the on Telegraph. I don't know about Miguel, but uh, we went in there and it was summertime, I believe. And so there was a bunch of international students because during during the summer, Berkeley is an what it's called an open university, mm-hmm. which basically means if you have the cash to pay for tuition, you can sign anybody can sign up and take a class there. So you get a ton of students wow. from all over the world that take the class only so they can say I, I, I did a summer in Berkeley. Wow. Right. And so we go in there and there's a bunch of German guys like pounding beers. Right. Yeah. And like they're challenging other people and they're destroying them. And these guys, these boys can drink. Right. Yeah. And me and <laughs> me and Miguel didn't know. That you were an animal. <laughs> we suspected, but we didn't we know. Suspe- <laughs> right. And so somehow, I don't remember the part where we, somehow the challenge came to be. But when those beers went down your gullet, like like if you were a pelican taking down a, a, t- fish. Taking down a swordfish or something. I was like, oh my God. And then they, they couldn't believe it. They yeah. couldn't believe it either. We were like, holy crap. So then they re-challenged you. I think we did, you did a total of three. And they were like, those were like those big yeah. mug, like those big Bavarian looking mugs. Yeah. And it just, it just disappeared. Yeah. I was like, where's the funnel <laughs> down his back? <laughs> I think I only did two. I don't think I would have been able to handle three. Yeah. I think at three, I would have been throwing up from so much liquid. Those, those poor German guys went home and were like, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> They're still talking about you to yeah. this day, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Miguel were singing the 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 himno nacional in Mexico. Yeah, the Mexican. I'm like, I don't even know the words. <laughs> <laughs> Start drinking tequila right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, that's it was funny. An epic night. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Miguel, uh, tell us a little bit. Uh, you kind of touched a little bit on your on your like uh, career and like your social pressures and all that. Uh, for our audience, what do you do exactly in law? So right, so um, you guys have seen the news. A lot of the the things that have come out have been immigration related. I happen to be an immigration lawyer who works on defending people from being deported, and in different contexts. And so uh, obviously that has meant a very stressful year and a half. I think we're at now uh, with this president since he was sworn in. Maybe a little bit more than that. Right. Um, and every every day there's a uh, there's something new that's going on that's affecting the people who are trying to come here legally. Um, and yeah, I mean, in short, it's it's been a very stressful experience. Um, I mean, even even yesterday or a day before yesterday, you know, you know, there was news about how uh, there was a federal judge who ordered a plane uh, to come back uh, because uh, Jeffrey Sessions and the people under him um, were trying to deport someone who was actively seeking relief in a federal court. Oh wow! Um, so. Let me just explain that really quickly. I, and I don't want, I know this is the TWL podcast, so we want to focus here. But yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so, what that meant was that 
they were in federal court and there was a plaintiff who was suing the government uh, to stop doing something. And while the case was going on, the plaintiff was being physically transported back home to their country, or I should say back to their country of origin. Yeah. Uh, so it would be like uh, somebody suing somebody else here in California, and then uh, the other side grabbing the person and kidnapping them so that they wouldn't say anything. Wow. Yeah. And so the judge, um, and this is a federal judge, was was really angry, pissed, because obviously that was something that was egregious. Yeah. Like, how can you do that? These people are seeking relief, and I think his exact words were, and they were spirit, spirited away uh, while they were seeking relief in federal court. And he and he basically said that he should hold uh, Jefferson Sessions in contempt of court. Um so, so that's just an example of the things that uh, that you see in the news uh, that have a very real effect on my career and on, yeah. and on the people that I represent. So, are you representing like uh, like families? Are you representing organizations or like? I typically represent families, individuals who are either in deportation proceedings or who are seeking some form of uh, remedy uh, with immigration. So they're you know they're being petitioned by a family member and they're trying to get a green card or they're presenting a defense of like asylum in court. So I, I'm, I'm defending some of the people that you see in the news uh, oh. who are coming from Central America. The majority of my clients are from Central America. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. That sounds, uh, sounds like a very stressful job because quite literally people's lives and futures or futures, you know, at stake. It's not like a lawsuit over slipping at a 7-Eleven. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it is a very stressful job and it's been more stressful because of the things that have been happening. Um, and actually, um, Drew approached me, um, I don't know, what, what was it, like a year ago about the idea of doing our own podcast that had um, that talked about these specific issues about immigration. Yeah. Um, and so we, uh, we we reconnected recently and we started to, to do some practice rounds of uh, the podcast and we're thinking of of, uh, of also um, broadcasting that as well. Yeah, so it's been an interesting project, right? Because initially, uh, what I wanted to do was just give give a space for um, advice to to um, say like people like the dreamers, right? Because right. their 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 situations is precarious. But the the issues over the last year, the issues have grown um, exponentially. Um, day by day, different, mm -hmm. right? You have all these different things that are going on. So now it's 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 forming into um, into a different kind of a conversation, and just like this podcast, right, where it started off uh, initially as one thing, there'll be a common thing, but over time, the you know we'll find our voice in that. And so, right. actually, I wanted to just just quickly plug it here. Um, it's going to be called well, our working name right now for sure is called the Red, White, and Blue Podcast. Oh, right? nice, cool. Um, and um, I'll let Miguel explain a little bit as to why we picked that. So yeah, the Red, White, and Blue, obviously. Uh, it, associations with the with the French nationals. No, <laughs> uh, we just gotta throw in the white flag. Uh, no, the red, white, and blue uh, represents you know the American flag, and I don't know why I came up with that in my head. I had I had a flash of uh, you know this image in my mind where um, people when they're red and blue, it means that they're like beaten and bruised, right? Mm -hmm. And also. Um, the idea of Republican versus Democrat, you know, red and blue. Uh, so, uh, triple entendre there, something, something to that effect. Yeah. Hopefully, it's available, and then we and we can keep the name. 
Um, but yeah, the the idea was to to have a theme. You know, I, when I'm talking about immigration issues, I'm 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 talking about it from a from a defense standpoint, obviously. But I'm a patriot, you know, and despite my criticisms of my government, my president, if I have any, um, I I believe in this country, and I want it to to be at a place where everyone can be proud of it. And I don't think that uh, I think half of the, of the United States right now is is kind of disgusted by what's what's been going on. Um, it doesn't mean that we're not all Americans, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we all have a an idea of what America should be, and I think we have a lot of common ground. I think we just need to get back to that, and, and I think this is a platform to discuss issues in in a way that um, is informative, but also um, fair. To be honest, I I want to express some of the passion that I have, some of the things that I have in mind that come to my mind uh, and Mm -hmm. have a platform for expression. uh, But hopefully we can be fair in what we do. Yeah. And so one of the things, right. uh, So the format's this, right. Um, We have an attorney who's an expert in immigration law and in in the law in general. Right. And then you have a layman like me, Mm -hmm. right. Who um, experiences the world in a different way because just the lack of a legal education and not seeing these, the, the real, legal implications every day so what we try to do is we try to come up with um topics and and then my good friend here he puts together like a little brief like a summary of what's going on yeah i try to read that and understand it and then i come up with questions and then we kind of come together because there's two sides of that voice Mm -hmm. um but i think and you can disagree with me if i'm wrong but one one of our real goals is to um is to find a middle ground Right. So if you have the red, the white and the blue, right, that white is that middle ground, because the the kind of the thing is, is that is that you have these two camps and they're they're so far apart that there's there's no common ground. But if you really talk, if you sit down and talk to people um, without asking them their political affiliation, you would probably figure out that there's a lot of com- there's a lot of common ground there. They've just there's just been this division. There's these uh, extremes on both sides that are pulling pulling the country apart and so we're trying to i feel like we're trying to find that middle ground in the conversation no that's a great uh podcast or idea uh i definitely am gonna plug in for that one uh i know obviously just being uh you know technically i guess an immigrant i was born in mexico so that's all really important to me and i have family who is directly affected by that i have family who are dreamers and uh family who are still illegal you know i have an uncle and a couple aunts that are here illegally so all that is really important to me and uh i know as soon as uh we saw that there was an opportunity for uh uh trump to be uh president we kicked it into high gear because my dad came here legally with a visitor's visa but he never left um and so he was here illegally technically so we were going through the whole process and and yeah as soon as we like knew that there was a chance that trump could win we just kicked it into high gear and uh, got everything processed and thank goodness he got his residence card and everything so he's, yeah yeah he's so your good. father what's called it was uh what's called a, a visa overstay uh luckily for an immediate relative uh to petition for him would be not as hard as other people because right. he entered legally um but a lot of people don't have that opportunity mm-hmm. it's fortunate that your father did though so that's great um, but yeah, so I think, I think, I think you're right on, man. Like, I feel like we all have family members who, uh, either, either immigrated or, uh, know someone who did or who might still be in that kind of like that gray area, the, the limbo that some dreamers yeah. are in. 
Uh, and it's really unfortunate uh, because all those people in my mind are Americans, you know. Yeah. Especially dreamers. When I talk to dreamers, I'm talking to like any other American kid, mm-hmm. minus the documentation, you know. So. Yeah. And I think like you know, not to steer off too much into politics, and and you know, I mean, you know, we have listeners from all walks of life, uh, but. Uh, I, I've always said that it's not a matter of like whether you lean left or right. It's a matter of what's right or wrong. And, and you it's know, absolutely these, pe- right. these people are, are people who are, you know, risking their lives to get here to have a better life. It's not they're not risking their lives to come kill people and rape people and murder people, you know. Um, so I think there's that big disconnect between what's actually true and what's actually being communicated to people, you know? Exactly, between reality and the lies that they spout yeah. over at the White House. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, man, <laughs> uh, thanks a lot for that insight. Uh, that's super cool. I'm, I'm really excited to, to listen to it. And uh, But let's just kind of dig in a little bit into, like, your... Uh, maybe walk us through like what a day or a week looks like and and you know why networking is so important to you and and you know uh just like all the social pressures that inevitably you know mean you're gaining weight and just for the record a lot of like pressure itself slows down your uh uh, adrenal glands too and and that's what actually also helps uh, and the stress releases cortisone yeah. and like so there so a typical week for me is stressing out about what's about to happen that week so I'll, I'll i'll spend a sunday sometimes ruminating about the things i have to do uh so like if i have court like i do on wednesday this week i think about all the things i need to do leading up to that day you know and that's stressful because it, it's almost like if you never get a break um and I think one of the things that uh, has led to my to my gaining weight, and I think you guys actually have res- referenced it several times, that there are listeners who probably have families and mm-hmm. and children and wives to worry about. So that's me, um, you know. And I was having a conversation with my wife yesterday about that because uh, I used to be I used to be very strict paleo. I know you guys mm-hmm. have mentioned paleo, yeah. And that's one of the things that led me to losing a lot of weight. Um, I was very, very, very um, strict with my diet for a long time where people would even make fun of me like, what? why can't you eat this? Um, and I would go, I just can't. And I was on that diet for like three, four years without oh, wow. without really breaking from it uh, too much. And what's paleo real quick just so people... So paleo, uh, the way I interpret it, because there's more than one interpretation, sure. it's the idea of, of uh, reverting back to the diet that... Uh, that you know paleolithic peoples had uh which was higher in protein and fat uh and then no uh no grains basically because grains you know they were developed through agriculture and so you're avoiding carbs uh so i I think that's a good summary you're you're avoiding all processed carbs right if if you have any carbs in your diet it's because of, of fruit or vegetables yeah yeah the simplest way i've heard it explained was basically if you can't hunt it or or pick it uh, from like a plant or something, then you shouldn't eat it. Right, exactly. So I was on that diet for a while, and um, so the conversation I had with my wife was basically, "Hey, why why can't you go back on the paleo diet?" And then I pointed uh, to her, and, and I was like, "Because of you, <laughs> because of you and the kid, uh, because you don't have control over your diet when you have a wife and a child. You know, like, yeah. oh, where are we gonna go eat? Uh, you know, you don't have time, right. so you you just compromise. Exactly. And I, I I for a while there, I tried to pick out something good from a from whatever restaurant we were at, but it just became really too difficult. 
And because I can't control my diet, then I can't I can't really stick to a, something like a paleo diet anymore. Yeah. So that's one one thing. Uh, obviously, the the stressful career is another thing. Uh, because it's so stressful, that makes you want to you know have a glass of wine at night. Um, add to that the you know the the scheduling because I don't have time. I have to focus on my cases. Sometimes I don't have time to go to the gym. Drew mentioned that I used to go to the gym every single day. Yeah. And for a long time, I if I didn't go every day, I would go every other day or something similar. Yeah. Um, and then not only would I go, but I would like be there for like three hours. Um, and so that's not possible if you have a little kid. Yeah, for you sure. Know, because you got to help put him to sleep. And then what, what if he gets sick or what if he wakes up at night? You can't put that all on one parent. So mm-hmm. long story short, life and all the circumstances means that I can't go to the gym now. Yeah. As much as I used to anyway. And so you add that to a stressful life uh, and you end up gaining 40 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense, man. Makes sense. So so listening to you guys, though, um, I think one of the points that you guys make is that regardless of what life you have, you know, there are things that you can do if you dedicate yourself mm-hmm. to it. And um, like, I mean, just listening to Drew talk about lifting weights again or uh you and your in strict uh carnivore diet yeah that, that's freaking inspirational <laughs> man like like that's i imagine right. you eating that delicious steak every day and i'm like i can do that again <laughs> i know i can <laughs> no, i appreciate can that can i man. eat steak <laughs> i think i could pull that off <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh yeah i mean that's I, I think that's the same common story you, you'll hear a lot of you know and i'm glad you bring that perspective because uh wes wes and i being bachelors and not having mm-hmm. a wives and, and kids to have to contend with on not just uh you know eating up your time not that it's eating up your time but to say you know that it's something that you have to you have to manage um it's a different first a completely different perspective right and you know i know that you're not sitting there making excuses about that it's just the reality of of the life that you have now and you're blessed to have it right yeah. um it's just you got to figure out how to because it's a, it's a cycle right it's and it's a downward spiral right you you make a compromise here well that costs somewhere else right right and because you're stressed you're eating poorly and because you're eating poorly, you're gaining weight, and now you're not you're now now you're not performing at your peak optimum, right? Because right. if you if if you could snap your wave your magic wand and have a chef prepare all your meals, and you had the optimal nutrition, man, that would be awesome. That would be <laughs> first of all, that'd be amazing, <laughs> yeah. right? You still might sneak away and buy something from McDonald's, and you know, on on a you know, yeah, when you you, you know, in the, the dark, <laughs> <laughs> in in the in the in the, sh- in the shadows, yeah. right? But um. But it would it would make your job less stressful because you would be you you would be feeling better about yourself. But because it's it's a spiral, so I think the 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 takeaway from that is you, everybody has to figure that out. How do you balance that mm-hmm. so that you can take care of yourself, right? And that at the end of it, we're always that's that's what it is is, is figuring out how to take care of yourself. Yeah. Right. And as your child gets older, you'll have more time. It won't need as much as attention. And then I'll have another kid and then they'll re- start <laughs> repeat. <laughs> so that's exactly the, uh, the, but that's exactly, that's so true. Uh, uh, but it's exactly like, how do we overcome those things? You know what I mean? Cause like, there's always going to be one thing or another, you know what I mean? And, and for me, it's my job. It's, you know, you kind of spoke about it and like, you know, we'll go into my week, but I had the bosses in town for two days and that was like fucking, you know, like, uh, like the matrix, like, you know, <laughs> the matrix. There's like bullets coming at me, oh. you know, like, 
to be honest i don't know how you do it like unlimited free beer basically <laughs> yeah because i'm a huge beer fan yeah and by the way that's also my wife's fault i can blame her <laughs> she might li- be listening to this right now uh, in some future <laughs> yeah. um but you can ask her and she got me into ipas and oh, into really? like the craft beers and yeah. i i wasn't on that kick yeah, you like, definitely weren't. Because remember, I would yeah. bring home those double IPAs from Jupiter's and uh, I would just ignore breweries, it. and you were like, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." More for me. I would just I would, I would just have wine, you know. And so she got me into it. Uh, that's actually how we ended up hooking up and, and getting together. Uh, she invited me to an IPA festival. Oh, which and, one? Uh, here in LA, that was like in 2014, I think. Was it at a bar? It was at uh, what was that place called? Mohawk Band. I, no, it was near there though. Oh, okay. it was near. Th- no, yeah, it was there actually. I think oh. you're right. Were you there? Yeah, you were there. That I've day? been there every year for. You know what? You're Cupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's thanks to you that I'm with my wife. We go full circle. Yeah, I made you fat. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. You know what? That's what happened because I definitely drank a lot more beer after her, and, and that might have something to do with it. Yeah. But anyway, sorry for interrupting you. You were saying. No, no. Uh, where was I? Yeah, I forgot. Uh. Uh, oh, you, you were being the matrix with your with your bosses, oh yeah yeah, yeah. The, i mean you know we'll go into our weeks here in a little bit but uh yeah it was a lot of it was just like you know i had my bosses in town and like like let's go grab lunch let's go grab dinner let's do this let's do that and uh i had a cave in on friday um because it was like a one-on-one with the ceo of the company and he was like we had dinner and that was fine but then he was like hey i really want to talk to you let's go have some beers and like how do you say yes i'll come but i'm not drinking you know, yeah. <laughs> um, I did manage to like just basically tell him like, look, I I'm not drinking beer right now, uh, but I'm I'll, I'll have some vodka and soda water. <laughs> wow. So still some damage there, but you know, but yeah, I totally get that. Like that, that's just a social pressure. And like honestly, I'm really proud of myself because the next day I was hungover as fuck, which was yesterday on Saturday. But despite that, I, my first thought was like, man, I could go for a like greasy ass burger right now or like anything. And I was like, nope, I have steak in the fridge. I'm going to make myself a steak. (laughs) And it it (laughs) took away the the craving and everything. So I'm really proud that it was like, I did some damage control, you know, it was like, cool. But anyway, um, do you have anything, Drew? Uh, no, I, anything in particular you want to ask me, you know, or. Um, not the moment. Why are you about to? Are you about to end the show? No, no. But <laughs> you you were looking up, thinking, and oh, uh, I was, I was just like, ignoring oh. you guys. Wait till my turn to talk. All right, is it my turn yet? <laughs> he's like he's like twiddling his thumbs yeah. and like hopping in the seat. Like, is it my turn? Yet? Yeah, man. So uh, as far as like uh, like you say, you used to go to the gym a lot. Were you like a weightlifter? Were you like a runner? Or were you what was your deal? No, so I did a little bit of everything. Um, so I, I would switch muscle groups, and I did cardio every day. So I just tried to, like, maintain fitness in general. Mm. Uh, I would push weight, for sure, um, but not too much. I didn't I didn't become, like, a weightlifter or anything. Um, but I think what was good with my schedule was that I, I just um, – I was so consistent with it, you know? Yeah. And obviously throwing a wrench, like becoming a lawyer and getting married and having a kid – uh, a few wrenches yeah. kind of like ruin that schedule. It's just practically impossible to do it every day now. So yeah. And so, how many hours a day do you work? Like on any given day? Uh, I would guess maybe like ten to twelve. Oh shit, that's yeah. a long day. Um, and that's not. I mean, some days I I'll work six because right. I'm my own boss right now. I have my own practice. 
so I can do that. Um, but on those days, it's I'm, I'm either like it's for a reason, you know, like right. why I won't be like I'll be too tired, so I need to like rest, um, or I need to do something with the kid or or with yeah. the wife, or I need to clean up the house because you know obviously that's that's also a, right. a struggle like keeping the house clean with the kid like like we have. Oh yeah. Um. So. Uh, essentially, I don't have time, or it feels like I don't have time to uh to maintain that old schedule. And like Drew mentioned, uh, I would watch TV late at night um when we were roommates, so I was always a night owl, and so I I would always work out at night, mm-hmm. you know, either in the evening or in the late, like at night sometimes even when I was still single, like it wouldn't it wouldn't be um unusual for me to go to the gym to twenty four hour fitness like at twelve at midnight, yeah, and then come back at three in the morning. Wow, you That's know, so. Uh, obviously that's not possible anymore because I have a family. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shit. You're a better man than I'll ever be. I will never go to the gym after like eight o'clock. I'm like, <laughs> nope. I'm already home. <laughs> well, there's there's something about living in Berkeley, right? That that's that's a the way I describe Berkeley is it's a it's a it's a small town with a city vibe mm. because they are really it's a really small really Community. small town that sur- surrounds a, a a huge university. Right. Um, so there's not a ton of stuff that opens up late, but there's definitely places you can go. Um, you know, there's a 24 hour fitness, so they're always open and they're actually busy. Yeah. Pretty much all, 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 at least the cardio machines are like the, like the weights and stuff that yeah. you'll, you'll find less people in there. Um, but there's coffee shops that are open 24 hours over there or, or, or very late, like till three, four o'clock in the morning wow. and then they reopen at like 10. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, one, one time my cousin, um, uh, came to visit when we were still in the dorms. And he's a he's a morning guy, right? So he's usually up like latest five o'clock in the morning every day. Oh he, wow! He came and he stayed Shit. in the dorms, and he got, he's all okay. He's all, he gets up at five. He, go, he gets dressed. He goes out. He's I'm gonna go get some food. By the time these guys wake up, I'll be back. No. And he's all nothing was open, right? <laughs> it's, it's a <laughs> it's a student town, right? So nothing opens yeah. until nothing really starts to open until ten nine o'clock because there's no there's no business, right? Right. Um. But yeah, I remember you going you going and then coming back really late and it's really easy to be a night out in a place like that where there's you know and then you were yeah. a student you were a student at the time right so yeah so a whole different lifestyle um but you know what i'm gonna because you guys like being honest and like being frank about like when you guys fuck up or you make mistakes and you're in your weeks to be honest i feel like there are moments when i can go to the gym you know like there are like if i wanted to i can go really really early mm-hmm. obviously i'm a night owl so it's mm-hmm. kind of um it's counter to what my my natural um, inclination is, but I could I could go in the morning and then drop off the baby, and have enough time to shower and go to work. It just it just you know life you know like you want to rest or relax in the morning or um, it just. Yeah. But but if I'm gonna be on- completely honest, I'm my own boss. I can go during lunchtime if I want to. I can mm. even just go for a walk or something. Uh, so it's just a matter of prioritizing uh, your own health. Because, like you said, Drew, actually, uh, it affects my my um, my performance. Um, you know, stress. If you work out, a lot of that stress goes out the window. I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah. So if I get back, if I get that lifestyle back in into play, I think I'm gonna be more successful at work, and I think um, feeling good about myself. If I if I'm able to lose weight, will be good for my family life too. You know, so it's just a matter of finding a way to incorporate um, being healthy into into your lifestyle. It really is because, um, you know, there's always these people say, I don't have the time or, and then you look over, if you show up to show up to the gym at four o'clock in the morning and there's going to be people there 
you're going to find at least one person that has more things on their plate, mm-hmm. is busier, has less time, and somehow they're there. Right? Yeah, exactly. And, and that's one of those things is that it's easy to say it's not an excuse. And if we're calling ourselves out, it is, right? Yeah. It's just we have to make the de- – you have to decide, right? Me and uh, – <laughs> You just have to decide. <laughs> you just have to yeah. decide. <laughs> And me and Miguel are laughing because we used to we used to have this joke where we'd see like a and this is gonna be funny to you right because you're an actor we'd see it I think we were watching uh, Friday Night Lights at the time and there's you know the guy that plays the coach on the show yeah. we're like man this guy's a really good actor I think actually we were watching a movie a movie <laughs> that that guy was in uh-huh. and we're like wow because you know you know him as coach and it was like you know he played this other character and we're yeah. like oh wow like he's a that's a real actor right he's a really good actor <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, we were like. I think it was me. It was it me? Yeah. I think, I think yeah. it was you, yeah. I was like, I could act, I could be a good actor like that. I just got to decide. <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't decided yet. And so there was all these things, like we would be like, I could, I could be a boxer. I could, I just got to decide. <laughs> I just decided not to be a boxer. I just decided But if I would have decided to be a boxer, I would totally be a boxer. And I'd be really good at it. <laughs> You're Absolutely. lucky I'm not. So You're it's luck- a long running joke. Whenever we see somebody who we know is better than us at anything, we go, I could be better than you. I just got to decide. <laughs> watch well, out you better funny. watch out if i decide <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's funny but that's true though that's uh that it really is true that there is uh there's always an opportunity to improve i guess you know and uh it's just a matter of making that choice and saying like yeah like i do even just getting up for like a 10 minute walk or whatever the case is you know versus like being like ah fuck it i'll just do it another day or i'll start another day and and I mean, shit, I struggle with that all the time. And, uh, Drew does too, you know, where it's just, and, and that's, I think to me, it's always been the point of this podcast is that there's, there's no finish line with working out. You know what I mean? Like it's a constant, like there's, there's not going to be a point where you're going to be like, Oh, I've, I've made it. I'm fit. And like, I can stop now. Like we joke around about that, about fit people who are fucking working out. We're like, you're done, dude. You won the whole thing. Just go. <laughs> no, because if that were true in like four months, they'll be like 50 pounds overweight again, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's actually what, I mean, that's what happened to me. Like I stopped doing what I was doing and you know, yeah. two years later, here I am 45 pounds more yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and overweight and technically obese uh, yeah. according to, to my numbers. So yeah. You know, it is what it is. You got to keep going or at least maintain some kind of something, you know, to to maintain your status quo. I think that's what's important is just keep making a habit of like doing something like, you know, I've noticed small changes like, uh, you know, like I said, just kind of like even on Saturday, like I was really proud of myself that I was able to like make a steak. It sounds really minimal and stupid, but the fact that I chose not to like go like order Postmates, order pizza or whatever the fuck and like just make the steak like at the end of the day i was like man i'm really glad i did that because if i would that would have been a downward spiral where i would have like had a fat burger then i would have gone out to have fries and wings with the friend and probably had a few more beers being like fuck it this week is blown anyway definitely Um, a victory and and it's funny that you could identify your victory right you're like this was this was like a turning point for for that day exactly and that's what i mean it's like it's like you know i'm seeing it fuck we've been at it for seven and a half months or seven months now and so like those little things are like what i'm seeing myself do better and better and we have fallbacks and i don't think those are ever going to go away those are going to happen you know just because of the nature of like today's environment like we're not we're not 
uh, you know, cavemen were like, oh, all we did all day was hunt, you know, and that was your work and your workout and how you got your food. Right. Now we actually, I sit on my ass like for six hours a day working out of a laptop, like, you know, so we got to supplement what used to be hunting and like actually go out for a walk or like whatever, you know, so. Yeah, so it's in those little moments, right? Put all put together. The more yeah. you have of them, that's what that's what really and, and forget weight loss. Right. Right? Forget weight loss. It can be any goal. It's in those moments when you make the decision to to just make one decide, decision bro. or when just you gotta, decide. When you decide. You just, you just got to decide. When you decide. Um, oh, that's it. I think Drew just decided to become <laughs> Mr. America. There you go. You're in trouble. <laughs> um, it's in those little moments that, that that's where change happens. It's not, right. it's, not, it's not literally while you're eating. It's not literally while you're working up. It's the moment that you, that you say, I'm going to do, I'm going to take path A instead of path B. Mm-hmm. And the more you take path A, the closer you get to it right yeah yeah for sure so yeah i think it's all the small habits i feel like and you know for it's exactly what you said i definitely want to lose weight but i think what's more important to me as i get older is just feeling better you know when i was younger it was about being fit and looking good for the ladies and like you know just aspiring to be some like i don't know like some ripped dude you know what i mean but now it's literally like yeah, it'd be nice, but I'm not aspiring to be like a fitness model. I just want to feel good about myself. I don't want to wake up after sleeping eight hours and still feeling tired, you know, and that happened Saturday morning, actually, after drinking beer, I noticed the change or after drinking, uh, alcohol, um, I slept like eight hours, but I was still fucking tired, man. I was like, holy crap. I didn't get like, you don't get good sleep when you drink and I had to sleep for another three hours. So uh, I definitely notice a change. Whereas, like when I don't drink, I I sleep eight hours and I feel amazing the next day. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm ready to take on the day. You know, that's one of the things I liked about your podcast, guys. Actually, TWO for me, like when when you guys started it, uh, you talked about how it's not just about weight loss. It's about like the whole picture. You're starting here at this point with weight loss, but at the end of the day, it's not just about weight loss. It's about confidence. It's about mm-hmm. taking care of yourself and like. And striving to to make yourself better people, and th- that really resonated with me because I feel like, um, you know, we all strive to be better. And, and for me, I've always tried to be a better person. I mean, I'm 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 flawed. You know, I have a lot of flaws. Weight is one of them, and it's about becoming a, a more complete person and wanting to have that permeate my entire life. And and it's funny because uh, I think you mentioned um, Drew that that um, one thing will affect the other. So uh, working out will affect, will have a ripple effect on, on something else. And I think it's absolutely true. Um, if, it, it, like, if you're a better, thinner version of yourself, you'll have more self-confidence. Yeah. And so you'll have more self-confidence at work. When you yeah. have more self-confidence at work, you get a better job, maybe it's less stressful. If you have that, then maybe you'll you'll meet that person that you've been wanting to meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then whatever, you know, maybe you'll get into reading. So. Yeah, it, it's like a, a a full picture type of um, movement that you guys have here, and so I look forward to listening to you guys more. Yeah, man, thank you, and that makes so much sense. I've never really put it into that, but you're right. It's like the butterfly eff- effect, right? Yeah. Where like, you know, if you get that one workout, that might mean that you have better clarity at work, and you might make a better choice that might earn you an extra ten thousand dollars, and then that means 
one thing after another. So that, that's a great point, man. I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah, it's, that's that's some great insight because um, going back to what you were saying just a moment ago, um, where where do you live in in that in that headspace where if I'm constantly dieting, am I really enjoying life, right? And so um, because there's this there's this idea that you want to get to this certain space, right? And that it's done. And, and we know it's, that it's never really done, right? Like we were just saying, you're always going to be, it's, it's not a, just about achieving that certain level of fitness or that certain level of uh, healthiness, but it's maintaining it. And then, you know, for certain people, right? It's once they achieve something, they lose interest in it. Right. And so it's like, now what, what now I'm here. I'm here, motherfucker. Now what? Right? <laughs> <laughs> like that, like David Goggins, you said that. Yeah, time, right? yeah exactly. Um, so you got to look at the the rest of the other things that you you want to achieve. Like what? So when you look about today, well lived, right? The the whole idea, the reason we we didn't we didn't call this the "Hey, two fat guys lose weight" podcast. Mm-hmm. Because Although it was a runner. That was we're, we're, I like that name. Yeah. I don't know. I <laughs> might have to take all this back. <laughs> we were going to have a competing. <laughs> he's going to have a competing weight. Look. Is that we said? Okay, so, you know, if if we do what we're supposed to do, that someday we'll have lost the weight, and then and then what, right? Yeah. Um, and there's there's a larger spectrum of things that we want to work on. Um, you know, me me and Wes met earlier today, and we were talking about you know some business ideas that we had about. Um, and I won't go into the specifics about those, but the, the the scheme, not the scheme, but the idea behind it is, is not because we aspire to be those people, uh, that those type of businessmen, but we want, we're looking for a piece of freedom. We're yeah. looking to get a piece of our own, of the pie, right? Um, and so in doing that, you know, we, we have a, we have a certain skill set, right? Yeah. That, <laughs> that, uh, that is valuable to some people. And, if we put it together, it'll be a lot of work. Um, there might be some really lean times, but hopefully we'll build something that has our name on it and that we could even pass on to, you know, to uh, some future generation or, yeah. um, or even, even if we never did that, if we could build an organization that allowed other people like us to plug into it and to gain and to give that freedom and imagine gifting that freedom to somebody else. Yeah. Think how powerful that would feel. Because um, we have both worked for, you know, for, for companies that they, they bring you in, they, tr- they, they use you for whatever you need. And then the moment, the moment that it, it, there's a change in leadership or they have these great ideas about what's yeah. going to fix um, uh, their business, you can be out in the street. Yeah, right? for sure. So, um, and what kind, of, what kind of quality of life do you have when you're constantly looking over your shoulder because you don't know? Mm-hmm. Um, the whims of the <laughs> of the guy that's you know yeah. several layers a- a- above you uh, decides that it's just oh we're gonna try some some new yeah new thing and now you're out right yeah so exactly um um so I, I mean what I'm getting into is just that there's there's so many other things that that lead to a good life right it's not just it's okay. not just fitting into comfortably into um, clothes it's not just um it's not just fitting comfortably into an airplane seat. It's feeling good about yourself so that you can go out and get these other things and, and, yeah. and apply those same principles. Yeah, for sure. In a way. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of, yeah, no, that's, uh, 
I mean, yeah, you hit it right on the head with that, where it's like, uh, it's not just all about the money. And although, you know, traditionally society, you know, shows that, you know, the more money you make, the more, the happier you are. And that's not the case. I mean, I, I'm not a millionaire, <laughs> uh, but I have, uh, met people who, you know, have admittedly, you know, said that they, they, doesn't make a huge difference you know just because you haven't decided yet to be one right (laughs) i'm gonna go back to all of them and be like brother you just gotta decide (laughs) well isn't it funny that like i've known i i i know a few people that are probably in that in that um in that salary or net worth range yeah and sometimes they're the most miserable people i've ever met The, the, the number of things they complain about right like i'm just like dude really yeah. <laughs> you want to trade? Yeah. You want to trade? You want to trade uh, bank accounts? Because I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I totally agree with that, man. So, and you know, obviously, you know, the older I get, the more I realize that when I was younger, it was all about the money, and and mm-hmm. you know, it was like, oh, once I have all this money, and it just correlates with like the weight loss, where like, oh, once I lose this weight, I'll be happy, and that's not true. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's I'm gonna guess super kumbaya, but it's all about you know. Uh, having happiness within rather than like if i lose weight if i make money if i buy a house then i'll be happy and like that that's not true i have so many friends from high school and college who live in middle america and they have two dogs a wife uh two kids and a four-bedroom house with the garage and they're still fucking miserable you know what i mean and on paper it looks like man they're living the dream but they're just have you guys ever seen revolutionary road no. Yeah, I have. Oh yeah. my god, that, that's good, right? Yeah, uh, that movie put so much in perspective for me, where I was like, "Damn, that is so true." And like, that's what I walked. Aw- not that, but I was in a long-term relationship when I left Arizona, and it was because I was so afraid. Part of it was because I did want to be an actor and a comedian, but if I'm being honest, another part of it, I was running away from that because I didn't. I felt like I wasn't ready to like get married and we were there already where it was just like, Oh, we should be having like a conversation about that, you know? And I just wasn't ready for that. Like she was all about getting married, having kids and like buying a house and being a soccer mom. And that fucking scared me shitless, man. Um, and then a few years later that movie came out and I was like, Oh my God, I made the right choice. <laughs> I decided. <laughs> you did. You, you decided. You made a decision. I'm going to be an actor and a comedian. And you came. And so that that's really hard yeah. to do. Yeah. That's really hard to do. It is. Think about all the people that don't decide to do that. And they just yeah. said, okay, I, this is like the next step. Yeah. Right? You know, I know somebody who's divorced now who before they got married, have I remember having a conversation with them about hey i heard you know are you guys i heard you guys got engaged right and instead of him saying yeah man i love her i want to spend the rest of my life with her his 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 response was like well i've been with her for five years i owe it to her oh my <laughs> god <laughs> that's the worst dude wow and it's like like, like what do you say right like, <laughs> sure okay does she know that is this a, is she good with that like do you, her is investment she, vested i guess <laughs> jesus right Technical. and boom you know sure enough they got divorced oh man right um <laughs> now she has half now she has all half of all his oh shit that's that's funny i have a friend like that too um he he's been with her since high school and so he was like well we've been together since high school so i'm like but 
do you want to? And he's like, we've been together since high school. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, sure. <laughs> They're married now. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like we're dancing around like a... There, there's something a little deeper than, than weight loss, obviously, that we're dancing around. Yeah. And I think in a way, your journeys, it, it almost has nothing to do with weight loss. It has to do with you guys having a goal and showing yourselves that you can meet it. Mm. And obviously, weight loss is an, is an important goal for health reasons and because you want to feel better about yourselves. Um, uh, but I, I feel like my, my own weight struggle, something, there's something similar there where... I'm not struggling with my weight because I can't do it. I've done it in the past where I, I've lost weight. There's something inside of me that um, is is preventing me from taking the steps that I need to take to lose the weight. And mm. it, and it's probably the, that stress that I mentioned. There's something going on there, you know, that yeah. is preventing me from, from whatever it is that I have to do, like to dedicate myself to do it. And I know I'm capable of it because I've done it in the past. Right. I've done it more than once. Mm-hmm. So what is that, you know? and. I think I think that's what this podcast kind of touches on touches on too. W- what is that that's preventing you from from like making progress forward? You know. Well, I, I really think that whatever whatever flaws that we feel that we have, right? Because we've said it before, over and over again. If you're overweight and you're and you're completely happy where you're at, then you then you've you've won. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You've won because you're happy. If you if that's not an issue to you, then great. But if you're not, then that's that's the that's the problem and. And I've been thinking over this theory too, right? Because looking introspectively at myself, sometimes we do things without even realizing. There's this whole subconscious mind that that, that does things, and sometimes they're not rational to mm-hmm. to the conscious mind, right? So I have this this theory, and I've it's not really my theory. I've heard it, and it's just been ruminating in my mind for the last last month or so, maybe two. Is that when we do things that are bad for us, there's something that we get out of them that's that serves us not not that it serves us for good but that that we get out of it more than our desire to want to do the good thing mm-hmm. and that's that's the motherfucker of it right is figuring out how to say no right yeah. so for example here's here's a perfect thing and i'm going to be completely honest and open here is that one of the things that i know i have to do now right is i gotta stop watching tv period like, I just have to cut it out. I'm thinking about just selling my TV or giving it to somebody because, you know, late at night, I'll put on some some old uh, either West Wing. <laughs> it's either West Wing or Star Trek, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just finished DS9, right? And so now I was like, what's the... N-? I literally felt this hole in my soul, like, I don't get to watch any Star Trek tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and so I started another, you know, one I had already seen over and I'm like, it's it's too early to rewatch the West Wing. I, I need a little more time because, you know, that... <laughs> I don't want to be a complete degenerate, right? But there's something about sitting in front of your TV and letting the light wash over you, right? Um, And living and seeing that world, right? It's Especially when you binge watch a show like that where there's... This is old school TV. Yeah. Okay? Seven seasons, 24 plus episodes, not like the 13 episodes they do now. And then they call it... And then they're like doing like these half seasons. Yeah. Bunch of... (laughs) (laughs) anyways you got so much content that you almost feel like you're living in it yeah yeah like there's these characters that i know yeah like i feel like i could walk into that world you almost get lost in it and i see it becoming i see it more and more every day this is not the source but this is allowing me 
it's a time first of all it's a time suck right mm-hmm. uh, second of all when i sit there and i watch tv for say two two maybe three hours at night i'm two or three hours i could have just been asleep yeah right so now am i pushing my am i pushing myself to wake up later because i'm going to bed later yeah or am i still having to wake up early and now i just i've reduced the total hour, number of hours of sleep how is that making my energy feel in the morning I've said it before in the morning I feel like it's a race to make a good decision right yeah am I making those decisions the way I would have if I would have had a full night of sleep maybe I am and maybe I'm not is it making that decision harder yeah right how hard is it to make that first good decision there's that's a real thing to think about because the harder it gets in the morning then it it you're setting yourself up to make a terrible decision yeah right so I think I am definitely getting something from sitting there and watching these programs that I've already watched. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's what I was going to say. Like, I've already watched them. You, it's not new information or new or something new that you're like, man, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Like you've probably, that's kind of like me with the office. I've seen that show uh-huh. all seven seasons. There's like nine, but the last two sucked. So I watched the first seven, maybe five times already. And it's the same thing. I'm like, I've seen this. Why am I watching this? It's like three hours later. You know, and and yeah, but anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 that's it's. It, I'm glad you brought that up because I think I'm on my seventh or eighth rewatch of The West Wing, <laughs> and I can tell you that every time I watch it, I get something out, something brand new out of it. Like mm. there's something I didn't like. Oh, like for example, the last time I watched it, which is the the most recent time, obviously, um, I was like, wow, in the beginning, uh, C.J. Craig, the 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 press secretary, like they beat the shit out of her. Like, like there's like this constant barrage, yeah. like they, they, you know, and I didn't notice that in the first watch, you know, the first six watches of that show that I did. And so now I, you know, I've been considering watching it again, but now it's almost like when you get to that level, you're like, okay, this time I'm only going to pay attention to, to, uh, the, I'm going to closely follow this character's plot mm. line so I can see where the, you know, it, yeah. you start to get, like you could spend, you could do deep dives on, on shows like that. And it, it speaks to the quality of the shows. The funny thing right. is that. I'm not getting into any new shows, right? Because quite <laughs> frankly, I'm like, all right, you you make something as good as The West Wing, then we can talk, yeah, right. I got I got problems enough with these, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so then that that kind of sets you back. You feel like uh, I do. I think well, you know, it's like one of those things where you're like, I know this is not good. I know this this is uh, this is this is something that I'm doing to escape, mm. yeah. right? Escapism for sure. Escapism, yeah. and so. Um, I know it's going to be super hard. Yeah. Um, but I know the more I do it, the more I'm like, I got to just, I got to, I got to turn the TV off. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, and see what happens. I actually did it a few years back. Remember when I moved back here and yes. I, there was like a, like a month where I didn't. And I was, you know, within a week I was like writing letters to like the newspaper, like <laughs> criticizing. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I think I did 30 days of media sobriety, right? <laughs> and within like seven days, I, you know, because when, well, I, I told myself I can't, I can't watch any, any media, right? Uh-huh. Like, so no YouTube, no, no TV, which is really hard to do, especially if you cut out YouTube, right? right. But I, I told myself I'm only going to like, I, I can read, I can listen to the radio, right? I can listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. but I can't watch any TV, right? And within seven days of reading like the Daily Bulletin, which is my local paper out in the Empire, I was writing like letters to the editor saying, "I can't believe this is what you're writing. How terrible! <laughs> how terrible is this is written? <laughs> I am not a writer." 
and yet I can tell so that this funny. is terrible writing. <laughs> I, lo- <laughs> I, li- I like this. Days. I love it. Well, that's pretty funny. I think dude. you might have found the cure for America. <laughs> <laughs> Eliminate all media. Eliminate yeah. all media. <laughs> you become more productive, man. Well, that's Start writing letters. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I'm gonna, I, I, I have to try to, to, to weed myself off because, yeah. I'll be honest, uh, being a hundred percent honest, when I stopped, when I finished that last series of Star Trek. I was like, there was like four or five days there. Where I was like, oh, I don't, I don't, I. There's this like need to watch something. Yeah. And I and I and I don't have it. So boom, cue up Star Trek Voyager, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do you want to uh, segue into your week with that? I, I mean, do. it sounds like you got a little bit of a TV watching done this last I, week. <laughs> sounds <did>. fresh. <laughs> I did because I've I I just went through the worst week, probably one of the worst weeks. Um, this year for sure. I don't want to say my life because there's been there's been moments in my life that have been terrible. Mm-hmm. But it, it's funny because it were you know what is this seven days later eight days later. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was here last week and we were remember we, we uh, after um, Zig left yeah. we were sitting and chatting for a little bit and right. I was sitting right here in the corner. I started to feel something in my neck, like in this on my left shoulder, mm-hmm. like on the top of my left shoulder between my neck my neck and my uh, shoulder. I felt it and I felt it come on and I was like, oh man, I must've slept, slept a little bit off or something. Um, by the end of the night that started to get worse. And then Monday morning I woke up and I was like, oh, oh my God, I can't believe how much this hurts. So I had pain starting from like my mid neck down my shoulder all the way down to the other side. What do they call this? Uh, mm. bone, you know how, when you move your arm, you, you see that wing thing yeah. all the way through there. Right. And I've had that before. Right. Not as bad, but I've had it before. So I was like, okay, let me get to the gym. Because usually what I'll do when I have something like that is if I get on like a medicine ball and just rub, you know, just. Yeah. Because usually it's just like a ball of nerves, like a knot. Yeah. I can usually work them out and then I'm okay. Gotcha. And it did. Like I was able to work it out and I was like, oh, thank God. You know, I went home, showered up, uh, sat down to have breakfast. And I was like, it's back. Oh, wow. All right. So then I get a tennis ball and I'm, you know, kind of doing it. Every time I would work it out, it would just come right back. Right. And then Tuesday got worse. Wednesday got worse. And it was just all week. Like I can't, can't focus, do anything because all I can think about is relief. Mm. Right. For anybody who's ever been in constant regular pain, you know, there's nothing else that you think can, can really focus on. Yeah. Because all you're looking for is like, what if I try this? Right. Or what if I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went to the doctor and they, you know, he, he's, he basically told me, he's well, you got to rest it. He's, you gotta, you know, cause he goes, it's, it looks like it's a, like a strain or a pool. He goes, I, I didn't do anything. It just came on. Right. He goes, you probably slept weird. And then it, you know, it worse, it worsened. Right. Yeah. And so the weird part is every day it got better at night. Cause, but then like by the, in the morning, um, I would start to feel okay, and then it would come back on. So most of the time, like if you just sit still, right, that kind of thing will go away. Mm-hmm. But the more I sat still, the tighter, it got. the tighter it got. Right. So if I was walking around, no problems. It would yeah. it would like loosen up. The second I sat down in a chair to relax, it would tighten up. If I laid on my back, it would tighten up. So I'm I'm typically like a side sleeper. Yeah. Um, but Every once in a while, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll go back to my back 
And one night, I think it was Thursday morning, I woke up and I was on my back and I was just like, oh my God, the pain woke me up. Shit. The pain woke me up. And I'm a, I'm a heavy sleeper. Once I'm asleep, for a pain like that to wake me up, it had to be bad. And I, remember, and, and I couldn't get up. Like I couldn't move. Right? So it's just been a challenge all week. Um, and I've tried everything from like hot to cold. I went to I went to a chiropractor. He you know he adjusted my neck everything, and it's just getting sl- better slowly. Yeah. But it's just it's just been it's painful, man. It's yeah. painful. Today I woke up. I as soon as I got out of bed, I was like, all right. Uh, and I'm like the entire day. I don't know if you noticed that I've been moving my shoulders like kind of up and down. Not really. No. Um, I'm like checking to see if it's still there, and I I can feel it. Yeah. Right. And you you notice I'm I'm like up on the chair. I'm not. Yeah. I'm trying not to lean back, but. Anyways, it's been a terrible, terrible thing. And so I openly admit that I used it as an excuse to not do anything this week, right? Because I couldn't imagine putting, like I was going to, my, my my good cousin Mary, she, she's she been encouraging me to go to this um, body bump class, which I've done before. Yeah. But the idea of putting a bar on my neck like this, yeah, it just didn't seem really appealing. And yeah. I was, you know, I, I didn't do anything. I didn't do shit this week. And I ate poorly the, the last half of the week. So... Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm just hoping that by tomorrow or the next day, this goes away because I don't think I did anything that brought it on. Like, I don't, I can't think of any, like, you know, I wasn't doing anything physical that would have brought it on. Um, it just came on. It's probably going to go away and I'll, and hopefully it goes away and never comes back because it, it was, I was, so I was taking 800 milligram ibuprofens and it was just taking the edge off oh wow yeah that's all jesus yeah that's how much it hurt so um but yeah so i i I gained weight oh okay where'd you where were you last week and where are you at um here let me i wrote it down uh so this morning i came in at 338.6 for a 2.6 pound weight gain. oh shit so look man i don't have any excuses i i I let that I let that pain and that that discomfort. Yeah. Yeah, and so I was spending a lot of time in front of the TV this week. And I think that's why I was like, okay. And and the thing is like I spent the majority of my week looking for a comfortable position. Yeah. <laughs> Does that makes sense. <laughs> like my ambition this week was to to find a position where if I fall asleep in this position, I'm not going to wake up fucked up because yeah. yeah. So I watched a ton of TV. And I feel like a terrible person for it. Yeah. I'm like, I, there are people in Africa somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, I don't think you should feel horrible about not working out uh, because, I mean, you could have just hurt yourself more and then prolonged your recovery. You're right, so. except my legs are fine. Sure. Right. I mean, if you, <laughs> if you feel like you could have done leg work, like a leg workout, then yeah, by all means. My yeah. legs are fine. Yeah. Um, that I re- used it. That reminds me of being a kid and like telling my mom, oh, oh, "Mom, I can't go to school. I have a cough," and then not doing your homework. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you, you totally could do your homework. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you, you don't do it anymore. My mom would have been like, "Oh, but you can watch TV, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't hurt to watch TV." Well, I think about it because I've had like a, I've pulled my back before, and I can't, I. 
I can't do shit when I pull my back. Like, I can't even... Yeah, I suppose I could go for a walk, but I can't, like, go get on a bike, like, because my entire back is just hurting. Um, yeah. So I assumed it was similar to that, but, yeah, you're right. Like, if you could have done that... Then, yeah, yeah. And, and I think what it comes down to, it's, it's not just the pain. Yeah. It's the mood it puts you in, yeah. right? you like, I don't want to do shit. Yeah. Right. I want this pain to go away. <laughs> yeah, well, it's irritating. Like, right. yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I went to the I went to the gym this week, but it was to sit in the sauna. It was to sit <laughs> in that hot tub, right, and to roll on a ball. I didn't even yeah. look towards the damn weight machines. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I had the blinders on. That's what I was like. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, the only part you could have controlled. Well, I guess, like you said, you could even do some bike stuff. But yeah, even just you know the yeah. last part of the week. Just I just needed to decide, and I decided exactly. to be a turd. <laughs> so now, when exactly did you decide to be a turd that week? <laughs> wow, it was early on. <laughs> it's so a real, you, real pivotal point. What'd you decide to eat? I decided to go in on some birotes or oh, bolillos, right, yeah. and uh, some frijoles and cheese. Shit. Yeah. That sounds good. Though. Like a torta de frijol, kind Chur- of. Uh, torta de frijoles con chori- frijoles uh, puercos. Puercos, damn! <laughs> that sounds like a pain relieving meal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's what that was. It did console me in a way. It's <laughs> really hard to say no to that. I love frijoles puercos. Man. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, it was delicious. I'm not gonna lie. Queso it's, fresco. Uh, there was no queso fresco. Damn. It was not that fresco. <laughs> it was definitely queso fresco, but it was a little hard already. Um, no, I just in general I was like, I was just eating. I wasn't. I wasn't giving a fuck. That's yeah. Out and, out and open and honest. I wasn't. I wasn't caring. Yeah. I, I was. I was through the through the telling early. Like by Wednesday, I was like, okay, that's it. Yeah. So. Um. Shit. Yeah. Well, shit, man. I had a really good week. I know. <laughs> I was watching your Instagram feed, and I was like, son of a bitch. I'm going to send him. I'm going to Postmates him some fucking pizza. <laughs> He's going to punch you in the shoulder before he goes home today. <laughs> See how good you feel now. Yeah. Mm. Um, I only worked out uh, once this week, though. But uh, but I've been uh, intermittent fasting, and as I said the last couple you know, weeks, I've been uh, doing this carnivore challenge, which is literally just uh, meat eggs and dairy and coffee um i haven't really consumed much of eggs but primarily meat is all i've been doing but what i'm doing is i'm intermittent fasting which is basically about 18 hours of uh fasting so uh i'll usually stop eating somewhere around like six depending on my day if i have a long day and i i can't eat till later then i do it 18 hours from when i'm done but traditionally i've been finishing my last meal around 5 30 and then i uh, fast until like at least 10 a.m. the following day. Um, right now, I ate my last meal last night at 6.30, so right now I'm at 18 hours. No, right? 16. No, 20 hours. Yeah, 18 hours, I think. I got 18 hours of fasting. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I've just been eating meat, literally. That's all I've been doing, and uh, and it's it's been great, man. I'm honestly a little nervous about it. Because I've been feeling really, really good. I'll throw some butter on my steak, and it's easy to make. Uh, it's like sounds amazing. Yeah, <laughs> you, you got some of those right now. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Yeah, I he do. does. Yeah. We went to the store right before you got here, uh, and he, he walked out with a stack of steaks. Like <laughs> yes, <laughs> and so, like, I, it's so easy to make. 
it's fucking delicious. I happen to love meat. You know, like most mm-hmm. Mexicans or all Mexicans were used Humans. to like carne asada. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, so you know, that's all I'm eating, man. And and I feel great. And I'm a little bit nervous because I don't know if there's a turning a turning back point for me because I'm like. I want to definitely, I don't crave vegetables, but I do crave, like, I do every every now and then I'm like, man, this could, some avocado would go really good with this, or like, you know what I mean? Or maybe throwing a little onion or something like that, but uh, for the most part, man, I, I can't, I'm like, fuck, is this going to be me the rest of my life? Because, like, it's going to be hard going back to, like, making veggies and fucking eating salads and shit like that. Don't get me wrong, I like salads, but... Um, but I'm really enjoying this. Really, what do you <laughs> what do you, uh, do you what do you season your steaks with, or do you just make them salt more? and pepper? That's it, and okay. sometimes just salt. Right now, I'm just doing salt. Nice. Um, so that's all it is. I want to incorporate garlic, and uh, but yeah, there's this there's this. I I don't know the details, but you know, I've been doing a lot of reading and a lot of research, and you know, I guess I think I might have talked about this a little bit, but I guess there's like a chemical that vegetables release. And that's why some of them are like bitter. And that is the way that vegetables protect themselves from being eaten. And that's actually not good for humans. Um, it's in small doses, but if you're like a vegan, that's why they have a lot of problems sometimes, you know, because they eat only vegetables. And I'm, I'm ill-prepared. I don't have the information to, like, back what I'm saying right now, but I have been reading yeah, articles. Yeah, if you it. notice, um, when somebody's vegan, they have a lot of breaking out in their face. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but just an observation that, that they usually have, like, problems with their skin. Yeah, exactly. And also, you know, one thing that I've been benefiting from is uh, w- there's such thing, because your body evidently doesn't actually process fiber it doesn't absorb anything in fiber fiber is just literally going through your system and helping like push everything out other than that there's literally no benefit to to like consuming fiber which means that when you eat too much fiber you you get a lot more gut bacteria which actually creates inflammation weight gain and uh breakouts uh skin breakouts and I've noticed since I stopped eating vegetables or really anything processed, like, uh, my skin feels a lot clearer and like, I I've noticed my inflammation is like significantly gone down. Um, but anyway, uh, I've been doing carnivore basically all week. Today would be my 19th day that I'm like on a strict carnivore diet with that said, uh, I did break it on Friday. Uh, like I said, I had uh, the bosses in town. We're, we're going through like a restructure, which is a good thing, but it's stressful nonetheless. Um, uh, had a meeting with them on Thursday. Then we went out for happy hour. I, I was strong enough to just drink water the entire time. And uh, and so I did that. So I, I felt really good about that. <laughs> um, Friday, though, we we didn't get a chance to have like a one-on-one with the CEO and myself. And he really wanted to link up with me on Thursday before I left. He was like, let's link up tomorrow. I want to pick your brain on a few things and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, cool. So sure enough, Friday, we all linked up for drinks and like just food. Um, I didn't drink there, but then once the CEO was like, all right, let's like step out and go to another bar and like just grab a few beers. Uh, I ended up having five uh, vodkas and sodas and typically the old west would be like oh i just feel a little buzzed but after five i was pretty fucked up <laughs> 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 uh, not fucked up enough to like embarrass myself in front of the ceo but uh we were both pretty tipsy and also he had been drinking prior to when we stepped out 
So, like, he had higher tolerance, but he had already been drinking. So we were both, like, on the same level. We were both pretty buzzed. And we were like, all right, like, let's just call it a night because uh, he called it a night. He was like, you know, let's just call it a night because I'm already feeling really tipsy and it's not going to get any more productive. <laughs> so I was <laughs> like, great, cool. But anyway, so he, he took me out to uh, – we ate Mexican food. Uh, so I had two tacos and a shrimp cocktail. Uh, I was already kind of buzzing, so I try to avoid the tacos as much as I love tacos, but, uh, I ordered two tacos and I ate that and, and a shrimp cocktail and, and yeah. And, you know, had those five drinks the next day on Saturday. I felt like shit. I felt really hungover, uh, drank a ton of water and, uh, and yeah, I made that choice. I was like, I'm just going to make steak and see how I feel initially. Quite honestly, it was more like, a you know what, I'm going to make the steak, see how I feel. If for whatever reason it's not making me feel better, then, yeah, I'll just, like, give in and go have a burger that will make me feel a lot better or at least, you know, uh, make me think that I feel better. Uh, but, yeah, after I had that steak, I had about a pound of steak, and I felt Damn. better. Yeah, That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt better, and I took a three-hour nap, woke up, and I felt fucking great. Uh, I wasn't 100%, but in comparison to when I woke up and then after my nap, I was like, all right, cool, I'm ready for another pound of steak. <laughs> I had another pound of steak, and uh, and then, yeah, just the rest of the night, I just uh, watched some, like, yeah really dumb movies to like i didn't i don't want to get too much into thinking so i watch like these like stupid absurd comedies mm-hmm. um Adam Sandler? that kind of <laughs> shit yeah <That> ilk. <laughs> yeah so uh yeah i can't lie. i had a really good week uh despite that uh last week i think i came in i got 282 something um this week so my scale has like fucked up like it it, it won't give me my actual weight but i weighed myself like 10 times and I kind of use like what I think is the weight, and it's like about two seventy seven. Wow! That I came in. Amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right, that's it. I'm <laughs> <on>. <laughs> and uh, he's now walking over, and he's oh, he's just punched him in the shoulder. <laughs> um. <laughs> so yeah, so I feel really good about that. I mean, and you know that two seventy seven is give or take. Like literally, I was going from like two seventy five to like two eighty one, and like yeah. Uh, so I either got to get a new scale or figure something out, but yeah, man, I'm feeling, I'm feeling really, really good. I, like I said, it's a little, it makes me a little nervous cause it's like, can't it, the studies that are out there are short term studies. There's nothing that says, you know, you could technically live forever. There are studies of like Inuits and like, uh, gauchos from Brazil and like the Malau, I think from East Africa who lived their entire lives on carnivore yeah. diets, but so yeah. what I would I would wager so I would wager to bet that later on once you decide to if you wanted to scale back right you could you could probably balance that out very healthily mm-hmm. by just reverting to a paleolithic diet right because you could say okay I'm I'm ketogenic right I can maintain that by adding in you know certain vegetables mm-hmm. certain starches like for example um, sweet, sweet potatoes sweet potato, right yeah where you would still I think get a lot of the benefits in the way you feel, yeah. right? For forget for the, forget actual weight loss because yeah. having been paleo with this guy um, at at some point, um, that was a phenomenal feeling, right? Yeah. And there was a it was and and I think it's an important distinction. It was a phenomenal feeling, and there was this other benefit of losing weight at the same time. Yeah. Right. And and having a lot of like energy. 
Yeah. Like this, this crazy reserve of energy. And then I could go do things and I wasn't like nervous about like having those nervous, like sugar, sugar drops where I'm like, I have to eat right now. Right. And I don't know if I've ever told this story um, on this podcast, but I'll tell it again briefly is that um, when I got back from, from um, when I moved back from, from school to this area, I went hiking once with my cousins and I was on a standard American diet or whatever you want to call it. I, was, I wasn't really dieting, right? Went hiking once in the Claremont Hills, a five-mile hike. And by the it was the first time I'd ever done it. And the time I was done after that hike, I remember I was with a group of people. And I, I as soon as I got in the car, I was like, guys, we need to go to a restaurant right now. I need to get, I need to eat, mm. right? And I wasn't alone, right? A couple other people were in the same. They're like, yeah, we need to get something right now. Yeah. And I can remember that after getting back from Berkeley the second time, after living uh, up there the second time, and now being paleo, went on that same hike, and there was like two or three years in between. There was that was yeah. that was my second attempt at this hike, except now I was eating a, a paleolithic diet. Came down to that hill, was still the, the my body was as physically tired as it was the second the the yeah. first time, because there was no conditioning. But I was just like, we could eat later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm yeah. hungry. I physically feel the hunger pains, but if I if we eat an hour in an hour, it's not going to make a big di- difference, right? I can wait. Right. Yeah. That's a dramatic difference in the way you feel, right? Um, and you start to feel, and they use they this word is probably overused in the Paleolithic community and carnivores that you start to feel bulletproof. Mm-hmm. You really do because you're just like, I I could eat it. I I can wait a few hours. Yeah. Well, I think what it comes down to, because I've been experimenting with this too, and uh, is like how much fat I put on my, uh, or how much butter I put on my steak, Mm -hmm. uh, if it's a fattier steak. Like, I've noticed the difference of like how long I can go between eating. So I usually try to have a. Uh, a steak that if it doesn't have a lot of fat, I'll literally throw like three or four spoons of butter and then I'm good for like sometimes up to like 20 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, the other day on Thursday, I picked up my boss from the airport and I woke up early cause I wanted to get there early to like not hit traffic, blah, blah, whatever. There was a whole foods there and I went into a uh, whole foods and bought, you know, got breakfast there. So I got, it was a total of one pound worth of like eggs and bacon and honestly, half of that was bacon. I didn't eat. <laughs> That's awesome. That was like 7 a.m., dude. I didn't eat until 4.30 that afternoon because that's when I felt more like like I needed to eat something. Mm-hmm. And it was partial experiment because I've been fucking, a lot, uh, fucking around a lot with, like, the fats. And that was by uh, – that was calculated. I was like, I'm going to feed myself a lot of bacon and see how long I can go without eating. And sure enough, dude, it was like 4.30 – and I've noticed, like I said, when I'm here at home, uh, like I'll throw butter on on a steak or, you know, one or two spoons. And I, I see the difference. I'm like, oh, shit, I was able to go five hours without eating anything. And when I don't do any butter, sometimes I'm like, fuck, like in two and a half, three hours, I'm like, all right, I'm ready for another steak. You know, and I think that just says a lot about how fat is super important to our diet, at least in a in a paleo or like carnivore uh, lifestyle, if you will. So, yeah. Anyway. That's my preaching for uh, the carnivore diet. <laughs> uh, it's been great. Uh, but again, I've said it a couple podcasts before, and I'll say it again. Uh, I'm not recommending that anyone does this. This is purely my experience. And uh, 
if you want to try it, you should do your own research and make sure that it's something that you can do and that you're comfortable with. So. Or not. Just don't blame us if you <laughs> if you have a heart attack. Exactly. <laughs> did you did you ask your doctor about it by the way? Or uh, I did not. Um, I was going to a naturopathic doctor who put me on essentially a paleo diet mm. um, and put me on a bunch of supplements that you could see over there to the left. Um, I can confirm that there are about 20 bottles on the yeah. shelf. <laughs> so you put me on that, and then uh, and then I decided on my own to do it. And I was like, you know, I'll pull the plug. If, like, two days into it, I feel like shit, I'll, I'll pull the plug. Uh, I felt good. I did it for seven days the first time just to see how I felt. Then uh, then after that, I, I didn't, and then I just started the 30-day. The I have uh, a doctor's appointment to do a full physical, like, draw blood for everything like uh deficiencies and everything on the 21st so hopefully i'll be able to report that back to this podcast on uh once i get the blood results uh i have heard that a lot of people have high ldl cholesterol levels on a a carnivore and paleo diet but the argument behind that and i don't stand on one side or another because you know the verdict's out on that that you know ldl is bad high LDL cholesterol levels are bad if you're consuming refined sugars and carbohydrates. If you're not, it's not necessarily a bad thing. So again, yeah. research I found doesn't mean that it's true. When yeah. I was full paleo, um, I went and did my blood work and everything came back super, super healthy. Yeah. Like nice. that was after being paleo, like strictly for like a year. And I remember like confirming the the uh with the doctor like hey like how how is everything looking and they're like yeah you're you're perfect basically oh yeah whatever you're doing keep doing it you're like (laughs) i know (laughs) (laughs) kissing his hands you're like i already knew that cholesterol levels were were perfect like everything like blood pressure like they're uh, so yeah it it totally worked for me yeah but like you said it doesn't work for everyone so everyone should should do, do their own thing and investigate themselves. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. So, I'll have that on the... I get the work done on the 21st. I imagine they'll probably have me in, like, three days later or, like, a week later. So, sure. I'll report it back. Awesome, man. Well, very good. Um, so, we've been doing this with the last three guests, right? We, we Well, first of all, we hope that you'll decide to come back, right? Uh, later down the line, we'll, we'll work out the schedule. But um, we want to set some goals every week. And uh, because it'll probably be a few weeks, maybe a month before we have you back, um, if you decide to come back, what what kind of things c- can we check in on you? What what goal, if any, can we check in on you um, in a month or so? That's a good question. Um, so for me, I think exercise is is extremely important for me. So not just for my weight, but because I, uh, like I mentioned before, I have a stressful life. So. Working out, working out has always been like an escape for me where I can feel better and kind of relieve some of the anxiety and stress that I feel. So uh, I think my goal would be working out three times a week. Um, if I can get back to working out three times a week, that would I think it would do wonders not just for my weight but for my overall health. So Nice. I th- and I, I think that's a good goal because it's not like going back to working out every single day like when I was single and didn't have a stressful mm-hmm. career. Uh, so three times a week will be enough to kind of get me where I need to be. Nice. Cool. All right. So I am going to set a goal. I set the, the same goal I set last week is to get back into the gym, regardless if this stupid soldier still hurts. Yeah. Because like I said earlier, my legs are fine. 
I can still get on a treadmill. I could still get on a bike. I could still get on a stair climber. Um, and there's no excuse. Mm-hmm. Like, I have I'm able bodied, and I I you know I can't let the mood that this thing sets me in. Right. Usually, it's in later. It seems like later in the afternoon it starts to hurt more. Um, because. But, you know, I have the opportunity and I just have to decide. Keep saying we have to decide, <laughs> right? Um, so, yeah. Um, I'm on a, and then I'm going to try to... I'm going to walk away from TV this week. Yeah. I'll nice. be writing letters to the editor by Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know if uh, if you guys are these kind of people, but I watching shows that are semi-depressing about people's lives... Usually, like, light a fire under my ass. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, Wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> I watched this show last night uh, called... It's on Netflix. It's called Afflicted. It's new. I think they just uh-huh. uh, premiered it either Friday night or something because they're advertising the shit out of it. It's a show about chronic disease. And, you know, they follow five to six people who suffer from, like, chronic disease. And it was really depressing, but also lit a fire under my ass. I was like... Oh my God! Thank God I'm not that person, <laughs> and here I am bitching about being hungover. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. And like that really like put a different perspective, and that's happened to me <laughs> with uh, that show uh, on A and E. It's called Intervention, where oh. like it's like all these drug addicts. I'm like, oh my God! Thank God I'm not that person. And like, I know it sounds shitty, but like. I benefit from <laughs> watching people have like really <laughs> shitty lives because I'm just like, that's not me. It could be me, but it's not. And I need to make this an opportunity. Like I'm being all things considered. And I don't want to go back down too far into this, but you know, we come here every week and we bitch and complain about like our shitty weeks, all things considered, man. Like my mom came to the U S illegally with a two week old girl and my two brothers and she was working three jobs and somehow she managed to like give me the opportunity to do a fucking podcast on a Sunday because I can and to be able to pursue a career as an actor and comedian never in a million years would that even be remote remotely possible and we take I should speak for myself I take that shit for granted sometimes so watching those kind of things I'm like Fuck, dude. Like, I have it way better than I think I do. So you're saying you're Dwight Howard to Kobe Bryant? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure I get that reference. (laughs) What you have to understand is that there was a moment... Dwight Howard was supposed to be this uh, the savior of the Lakers a few years back. Oh, okay. Except that he's got the kind of personality where he's just like, eh, it doesn't matter if I win a championship or not. And then Kobe, Kobe was... You know, he was on his way out. His 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 body was breaking down. But right. He was like, I remember, he was, and yeah. he was yelling at. I think it didn't actually happen when they were teammates, but shortly after, they were playing each other, and and they got in each other's face. And Kobe was, you couldn't hear him, but you can clearly make out you're fucking soft. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he just called you soft. You called well, me soft, bro. Compared Don't to your soft. parents, yeah, and I feel the same That's way. That's true, right? though. You yeah, and your like, refrigerator full of steaks. Yeah. <laughs> my, yeah. My. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> My parents. Your mom had like a, a can of beans yeah. in, the, in the shelf. Or Seriously, though, I remember as a kid, we used to fucking eat uh, that Top Ramen shit, man. And oh, don't get man. me wrong. It's fucking uh, toxic. It's like <laughs> delicious nutrition. toxic. Yeah. You throw a little Valentina or Tapatio in it with lime and you're set. You know, I used to add an, an extra ingredient to that that not everybody did. 
You know that uh, Parmesan cheese that comes in the in the green tin? Oh, oh yeah. shit. I used to put Parmesan cheese in that. Damn. I used to do that too, you man. Did? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know. <laughs> it's a deli- it, it melts just a little it bit. Melts. Yeah. yeah it melts wow. That sounds amazing. amazing. Oh, my yeah. God. It was the best. Yeah, horrible. man. I used to know I used to know when things were tighter on the house when my mom would make fideo. Right? Because fideo was always kind of like a... Fideo for for the, our, our Anglo uh, listening audience is it's just basically like angel hair pasta. Yeah, that's cooked and in like a red sauce like and tomato based. Yeah, and then and then usually you will add chicken to add flavoring and you know protein or platano or yeah or <laughs> platano. All right. Um, when I knew we were broke. When my parents were struggling is when that fide- when we were having fideo every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there was no meat in it. <laughs> because it's cheap. It's like Cuz it it costs pennies on the dollar yeah, to yeah. make and you know there's six there were six kids right in this mm-hmm. household and then oftentimes it was you know we had a cousin or an aunt or somebody else living with us. Right. So it wasn't just eight people, it was like 10, 11 people eating from one meal. Yeah. And it used to cost my mom maybe 4 or 5 bucks to make that entire meal, yeah. right? Um but to to your point, yeah, my parents came here in the same situation. They came here with nothing, mm-hmm. nothing, and they had you know, and they had you know three kids at the time, and they built a life here. Yeah, they built a life, and they fucking <laughs> kicking my ass still, <laughs> right? Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. You, you start to feel soft in in that sense because you know they, and, and going back to the earlier point, there's always somebody who had it worse and is doing more. Yeah, right. Exactly, and that's and and watching those shows, right? Circling back to that, um, yeah. Like for example, when I watch Hoarders, mm-hmm. <laughs> do, you, do you guys watch Hoarders and then like suddenly feel like my house is dirty? I got to clean it up. Yeah, right. Let me. I think I was on one one of those episodes. I think your trash can. Have... <laughs> <laughs> because my apartment right now, man. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I need to. I need this to guy's so talented uh, at stacking trash. It's <laughs> un- unbelievable. Oh man, that's <laughs> we had the Leaning Tower of tra- Trash Jenga, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I that that's one show I couldn't really watch because it gave me anxiety. I'm not a clean freak, but watching that just gave me anxiety. I was like, oh my god, I can't, I can't watch this. Yeah, like, it it yeah. it literally like you feel anxiety. Oh, I do. Yeah, like you're saying when I watch that show. The other show I'll watch that's that that makes me feel like that. And it's is uh, like if we watch like my six hundred pound life. Have you ever seen the, that show? Yeah, yeah. I have. Or that other show that we we kind of shit on that lady as well. Um, my fat, big fat, fabulous life. Oh yeah. Like you're sitting there yelling at, at these people, like you fat fuck. <laughs> as you're Put chowing down a donut. As I'm like cock. scooping ice cream. Who <laughs> <laughs> is this fat guy? This fat asshole. Oh, uh, uh, what am I doing? <laughs> you don't see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. So, <laughs> but anyway, my uh, my challenge this week for me is the same as it was last week. So I'm gonna continue to do carnivore. Continue to be awesome. Continue <laughs> to be fucking kick ass, bro. Crush. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, just gonna continue the carnivore uh, challenge uh, through 30 days, and then I don't know what's gonna happen after that, man. Like I said, I'm a little nervous about that. Uh, I do look forward to adding. Uh, some spice, so like maybe some uh, jalapenos or something. Oh, you're not some, having any of that either. Not anymore, man. I I started with it, and then I decided if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it right and just do steak, water, coffee, and uh, and salt. I yeah. even cut out the pepper. I I was doing pepper for a while, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me give it a go. I've okay. been on this spicy binge for the last few months. Like last yeah. night, I was telling you, I I made that that uh, turkey mix, right? I had, I got uh, ground turkey. Yeah. I chopped some onions. I chopped some. Um, there was 
uh, some baked potatoes left over yeah. from the other day, and I chopped that up. So I had a, like this whole pan full of like ground beef with like Damn. little cubes of potato and and an onion, and it and then I hit hit it with like uh, garlic garlic salt. Yeah. And I found I had some oregano, so I threw some oregano in there. It was good, but then I was like, my mom had made me some salsa. Yeah. Uh, like like some hot ass salsa, mm-hmm. and I was like. Let me pour this as my dressing over. Damn, this. man, I was on fire, but it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good, man. Yeah, shit. Well, yeah. they say that. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say that when he, when Drew talked about the salsa, he gestured, he, he he gestured his hand so that just so you guys, the listeners, can know how much salsa he's talking about. <laughs> it's about a, a peanut butter jar size of salsa, <laughs> and, and he poured go. it upside down. And he poured it upside down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm pretty uh, excited about continuing that challenge. But do we have anything else? Do you guys um, wanna? So um, again, I wanna I wanna um, encourage people to um, always uh, listen and find you know use this as a space to to come it to come together and 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 if you see something in your life, you know what it is, right? You, the first process. It's right? deciding. It's deciding. <laughs> right? Well, <laughs> deciding what you're going to you do. You just got to decide. <laughs> you got to do. But I also want to. You want to be awesome? <laughs> you just got to decide. You just got to decide. Isn't it, it? Am I lying? Am I lying, <laughs> you're folks? You're not lying, man. Yeah. You're, uh, you're deciding you're to be an asshole you're turd. Right? <laughs> so, no, but I want to take this moment. Um, listen, man, I've, I've, I know that I've said this to people behind your back, probably. Um, I don't think I've ever said it to you uh, personally, is that I, I trip out. Um, at the life you're leading now, brother, um, you were a guy that was sleeping on my couch for a while as a student. Um, I sp- have a real specific memory of you holding up a phone with a f- and and having to read it with a fucking flashlight because you dropped <laughs> oh, it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you dro- so you, I had forgotten this about guy that. dropped. This guy had one of those like those cheapy phones from yeah. like Sprint or whoever his yeah. carrier was, and at one point he dropped it in water or he just dropped it and the backlight went out, so you oh, couldn't sh- see any of the text unless you shine the light out. Like you put it under light. Rather than get a, you know, I don't know if I don't know if you were just being cheap or if you just didn't have the cash. Yeah. But. He would sit and and he'd get a text and he'd pull it out and he took pull out a flashlight. <laughs> so and this it. went on for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> this went on. It was the perfect device to never. No one was ever going to be able yeah. to read your phone. <laughs> and to see the life that you're living now and seeing the work that you're doing now, brother, I'm so proud of you, man. I really am. I love I love um, the fact that you went on to do what you're doing and uh, I I expect big things from you, man. So just want to take a moment so i i want to take this moment then to to thank andy for being such a good friend over the years uh drew, because drew, he drew. he sorry drew <laughs> uh, <laughs> drew um he was there for me actually because he didn't have to take me into his uh to the apartment that he was living in um and yeah it was a money issue with that phone i, I was in law school and you know i was tight on money and that's not the only thing that drew did for me um i i i had to take the bar exam uh, in 2012 and I didn't have enough money to pay for for the bar prep and for the time that I was going to be spending studying and Drew actually ponying up uh, he gave me a loan uh, he was the only one who, who who stepped up in my life actually my some of my brothers tried but they didn't have the money mm-hmm. and my parents are, aren't you know they're not well off they're they're older also so they couldn't help me with money uh, so I was one of the people in law school who, who was struggling at that time to, tr- to try to figure it out 
and uh, my buddy Drew here gave me a, a loan, and that's the only reason why I was able to take the, that bar exam. So that's the kind of person that Drew is. Uh, so I will always be grateful to him for that, and I will owe him for the rest of my life for that. Um, so I'm proud of you also, brother, for, yeah. for who you are and who, who you've always been as long as I've known you. That says a lot because uh, Drew is a giant asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that he did that for you, yeah. <laughs> you should consider yourself really. <laughs> I'm glad you broke the tension there because I was feeling like, ah, oh, man, he's making me feel. <laughs> no, don't no. get me wrong. He is an asshole. <laughs> but uh, he has a soft gooey scent. Yeah, He has tiny moments of uh, Well, of sometimes he decides not to be. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I appreciate what you said, man. But at yeah. the time, you know, you got to remember that. You know, I feel like um, I feel like in my life, I've always um, I've been very blessed to attract amazing people into my life. Right. I, I will go to jury duty and meet 12 amazing people. Right. Most people will avoid jury duty. Yeah. Like the plague. I'm like, I see it as an opportunity. Like, who am I going to get to meet? Yeah. Right? <laughs> and <laughs> right. I and, um, you know, I think sometimes you end up in places. Right. Like you, you are struggling to to. um you were struggling in, in law school, right? You, you were looking for a place to stay. Um, I, you might have perceived that as me helping you out, but I think in the grand scheme of things, you helped me out more because it was shortly after that you moved in or right before, maybe it was right before you moved in to my apartment that I found out my, my nephew had a uh, terminal brain cancer. Right. And I struggled. I was struggling because I was up in the Bay area by myself. I'm a, I'm very, I'm one of those guys, I, I, like I've said over and over before, I'm a tribe guy. Like I, I need to be around my people. And I was 400 miles away from my entire family who was going, who was being drugged, being drugged through the gutter and through hell because we went from um, having a nephew who was fine on a Monday and by Friday was completely unconscious and, and sitting over here in children's hospital, completely unresponsive. And so being that far a distance away in an apartment by myself with not a whole lot of friends around me to have you come in and, and be just, just be there, right. To have somebody to talk to. And, and we would talk about that and there was other things, but, um, I felt like it was, it, you know, we, we, we both got something from it. So, um, I, I appreciate you, man. I really do. Man. That's really awesome. Do. That's uh sounds like a great friendship. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty been. cool. Yeah. Except this it, guy's kind of big. <laughs> <laughs> there was a race there. Yeah. You see that? There was a race there. To <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I, think, I think he delivered it quicker, but I did yeah. it better. <laughs> we'll call it a tie. <laughs> um, cool. Well, uh, is there anything that you want to plug? I know you guys talked a little bit uh, about the podcast or like uh, anything like you want to plug uh, your uh, law firm or anything no, like no, that? No, no, I don't want to plug my law firm. Okay. This is about you guys. Uh, but, yeah, um, Drew's a, been a great partner for our uh, the Red, White, and Blue podcast, so I hope you guys can join in on, and listen to that once it's out. It's not out yet. Um, uh, maybe Drew will let you guys know when it is. Uh, it's something that's a work in progress, so, so we're going to be releasing that at some point. Yeah, it, it definitely will. Once we start getting closer to when we start to release those episodes, we'll probably have you back, and then we'll talk about it briefly, and then we'll we'll start pr- publishing those episodes as well. Awesome. That sounds good. Um well, yeah, yes, for the TWL podcast, uh, just uh, subscribe and review us and uh, 
you know where to find us. Uh, I hope at this point. <laughs> um, if you found, if you're listening to this, you found this yeah, somehow. At this point, uh, we're blaming all subscriptions and listens on our guests, so no pressure to you. <laughs> you better hope it performs well. 300 percent uptick. <laughs> <this week. laughs> I'm just gonna. There's like, gonna be a part of me that I'm gonna be... hire bots to just listen to. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the sad thing is that there's there'll be a little bit of me that's a little be a little bit upset. If there is a huge uptick on this episode, <laughs> <laughs> it's like five thousand listens. <laughs> Joe Rogan's gonna like say something, <laughs> tweet us. Yeah, uh, I heard this guy Miguel on <laughs> this stupid podcast. <laughs> don't listen to podcast. Follow Miguel. <laughs> oh man. Well, cool. If you guys don't have anything else, I, the only other thing is uh, follow my Instagram at la carnivore. Uh, Yes, that's L.A. Carnivore, as in Los Angeles Carnivore, uh, to follow my journey and my story. If you're curious about it, again, I'm not trying to plug. I'm, we're not trying to make this a carnivore podcast, but uh, I highly uh, encourage you to just follow my story just so that you could see what it's about if you're curious and uh, if it's something that you're into. I do not recommend that you just go right into it. Uh, definitely do your research and see if it's something that you can do. Also, if you have some sort of like uh, type 2 diabetes or anything like that, definitely consult with your uh, physician. And that's all I have. Um, yeah, so you can follow me at, uh, Mr. Drew, at Mr. Drew Garcia. You can follow the show at... Did you already give that up? No. At, at TWL Podcast on Instagram or Facebook or on Twitter. We're at or at TW Live Podcast. Um, Miguel, if somebody wanted to follow you. Uh, I'm on Twitter under Miguel A. Mexicano. Um, so you can follow me there. And I just wanted to thank you guys for having me. No problem. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming on. Would you mind uh, taking us out with our, with our, little, uh, our little thing there? It's kind of... So this is a, a poem here. Uh, For yesterday's but a dream, and tomorrow is only a vision. But today will live makes every yesterday a dream of happiness, and every tomorrow a vision of hope. Pow, 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 pow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, cool. Well, with that, y'all have a great week, and uh, we will say, see you next week. I don't know if we'll have a guest. We'll find out soon enough. And you'll find out soon enough if you tune in. Thanks. Peace. Thank you.